Hello and welcome to the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and strategies for coaching the mental game of softball. I'm Melanie Rushing, and today I'll be joined by Kent State's head coach to discuss his plans for getting his team back to the conference championship and into postseason. Listen in to hear how a true competitor evaluates a pretty successful past few seasons and still has his sights set on the next level. Without further ado, please welcome Eric Oakley. Now let's jump right in. Let's get this started with uh, kind of picking up where we left off. But now, before we spoke to you, it was before the spring season started. And then that got chopped in about half. So tell me now, not just that team or this upcoming team, but can you describe the culture in your program now that you've been there a few years? Um, well, I, you know, for the most part, I think we have a very good culture. Um, as far as academically, we're very strong. Um, we've got a, a perfect APR, um, I think since like 2013 or something. So, um, so that, you know, the kids that come in, they graduate and uh, great point, you know, we're, as a team, we're almost always above a three, five, which is pretty good because we carry a bigger team. Um, and the team, I, I, you know, I, I feel confident saying the team genuinely loves each other. They, they do enjoy being around each other and they care about each other. So, um, and, you know, and we've won some championships. So I think overall, um, you know, we have a very good culture. I do think we are um, in an interesting place right now because 15, 16, and 17, 15, I was the assistant, 16, head coach, 17, head coach those all three of those years, we won championships. And so a lot of the kids that are on the team now, however, weren't part of those teams. We really, our seniors from this year were the last group from our 2017 championship team. And so we're without a championship, you know, for every other class right now. So I think there's somewhere um, the hunger kind of got lost. And I'm not saying people don't want to win, but um, I, I think that we just kind of, um, and, and, I, and I would point at myself first, we, we kind of changed what our goals were. We, we accomplished the winning the regular season. We accomplished the uh, winning the tournament. And so we were looking to our next step and, you know, making some noise in the regionals and hopefully going beyond that. And, um, so that might have been too much pressure on a group of younger players who hadn't been there before or what. So now, you know, 2018 happened. We had a pretty significant injury that that I, I, we still had a good year, but a, a key component of um, our um, what probably would have been a championship team, you know, was lost early on. And then um, 2019, we were close. We had a lot of good individual uh, um, seasons. We had the player of the year. The, the pitcher of the year, uh, but we just couldn't get over the top uh, for a championship in either the regular season or the tournament. So this year was really the year we were hoping to get back on track. And, um, you know, nobody will ever know where, you know, where that would have finished. So um, now we lose a lot of those seniors that were the last of our championship team. Now two of them are coming back for sure. And one is still considered coming back. Um, so we kind of have to reinvent. Okay, we got the camaraderie down. We got the um, academics down. We have that, you know, how, you know, how well we get along. We got all that down. Now we got to get the, how are we on the field? Uh, you know, 
we expect to win championships. The kids that are in this program came, were recruited during the 15 and 16 and 17 years, and they watched this program win championships. And now they want to win one too. So we got to get back to that level. Yeah. And that's the trick, right? Once that, that unsure, it's not even doubt. It's like the step before, (laughs) like maybe, maybe we aren't where we should be. (laughs) Um, How do you, sorry, go ahead. Well, what I, I think the disconnect, where the disconnect happened was that in uh, 18 and 19, we had at one point three quarters of the team and another point half the team that had won a championship. And we were already kind of, including myself as the head coach, so we were already mentally saying, okay, what's next? We need to take it to the next step. And what we probably didn't do well enough um, first of all, I point the finger at me as the head coach, but then also as the, you know, the leaders on the team didn't really convey enough to the younger players who are now going to be our seniors and juniors that, um, you know, that first step is winning the conference championship. So there wasn't the urgency because we were talking beyond that. Um, and we knew the hard work that it took to win the conference, conference championship, but we probably didn't convey that well enough. Um, to the younger members. So now we're back to the square one of, no, we we have to win a conference championship. I don't think we ever assumed we were going to win a conference championship. We just knew that we had the team that could do it and we wanted to go further than that. So I think that's where the disconnect happened and that's where we now kind of have to start over with clean slate. Oh yeah. And it's not even starting over. It's just not looking too far ahead. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's, that's probably part of it. Yeah. Yeah, because starting over could be like, oh God, I have to do something new. Like, no, you got the pieces. So how do you rebuild that that mentality of like working hard for every game, like during season, not just waiting for postseason? How are you gonna build that with your younger girls and with your leadership? Well, you know, the 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 thing that was difficult this year um, that showed a little bit it's something that concerned me and we've had conversations with the team, you know, in the last few months about it is that um, we beat the teams we were supposed to beat, except for one really bad loss that due respect to the team that beat us. We felt we should not have lost to. Um, and then the, the other team that we played, that was really probably a team that we consider, you know, that, that looks a lot like us, you know, uh, comparatively speaking, as far as, you know, tradition of competitiveness and whatnot. That was a really good game. We won that game, won nothing. But all the power five teams we played, aside from one, completely slaughtered us. And um, and so we didn't show up for a lot of our games. And that's that's the mystery. Why why didn't we show up? We talk a lot about wanting to play at a high level and wanting to play those teams. And and we've talked to the, you know, I've I've traditionally scheduled a pretty you know, challenging schedule with the the consent of my team. You know, I talked to them about it. What are your priorities? What do you want to do? And they talk about wanting to play good competition, wanting to travel to cool, you know, cool schools like Alabama and Arkansas and, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, it's Michigan and, and whatnot. And, but but then we didn't show up, you know, so we have to get back to that that mentality of as cliche as it is, you know, respect all, fear not. And um you know, we, we can't, we can't lay down for bigger teams. 
and we can't assume anything for teams that you know some of the players may not have even heard of because a lot of times when we step on a field we're the team that you know people haven't heard of so um so it's it's that really is all just a really long way of saying balance um we can't let our highs get too high and we can't let our lows get too low and um and, and you know those are the type of things that we have to address you know right now as we're having meetings with the team about next year uh we do have a, a group of captains next year we we haven't done captains the last couple of years because we've had small enough and cohesive enough senior classes that we felt comfortable just letting the seniors lead. Um, but this year we actually, because we do have a super senior group and then our seniors, we, we did decide to be captains. So the conversations we're having now with our captains are gonna be tougher com uh, conversations and they're gonna start with, okay, why did you pick Kent State? And once you've reflected on that, what has your experience been compared to what you thought it was going to be? Why you picked Kent State? And then if it's not what you expected, why? And as a coach, I have to be prepared that some of those answers might have to do with me or, or as the coaching staff. And so we have to be prepared to hear some hard answers. But then they also have to be prepared as well mm -hmm. to, you know, have they been doing the right stuff? Have they been working hard in the offseason? Have they been pushing themselves? In 2017, to win our championship, we had to win three games on the final day. And we beat Northern Illinois because uh, we, you know, we had lost on Friday night to Ohio. And that, that, those were, that was the team we had gone back and forth with all year. And um, so we lost to them on Friday night. So Ohio was in the driver's seat. So we had to win a game on Saturday morning and then we had to beat Ohio twice. And Ohio had an extraordinary pitch. And we were coming off a game and all they had to do was beat us once. So we, you know, it was a great thing. You know, long story short, you know, we threw a freshman, unproven freshman against their stud pitcher and we won the game in the first game. And then we, the second game, they, you know, they were completely defeated and, you know, we won three nothing. So that was great for us. Ohio, that next day, started working to beat us the following year. Mm. And so in 2018, and again, we, you know, we lost a pretty key component and maybe the story would have been a little different had we not. That being said, due respect to Ohio, they won the regular season and the tournament without even being challenged and not even by, by us, like we didn't even <laughs> challenge. So, but they went to work that next day and I admire them for that. We, we, we haven't shown that drive um, and that's frustrating as a coach. And, uh, you know, again, we gotta, I got to start by looking at myself first, but then we have to talk to the players. Okay, what happened? I'm not saying nobody on the team showed that drive, but it's got to be players one through 26, 27, no matter how many are on there. So that's where we do have to re-examine our culture um, for all the positives that we have. Um, where, where have we lost the message of where's the work that you have to do when nobody's watching? Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is I, I'm excited to, I want to follow up with this with you. Um, cause I love these combos cause really it, it turns out that it's not like, it's not a revamp. It's not starting over, but like, it's a, a revisit. So it'll be cool to see everyone fired up again. Once they think back to like, oh yeah, this is what it feels like to be fired up. <laughs> right. And that's, and that's what I think we've, we've been missing when, when the, uh, when our the, the class that just graduated again a couple of them are coming back still but when they came in as freshmen 
So in 15, we won the regular season, but we lost the tournament. So you're done. 16, we won the regular season again against a lot of odds. A lot of people didn't think we would win it in 16. We won the regular season, and then we lost the tournament almost exactly the same. We went two and two. So again, there goes your season. Your season ends. So there was so much hunger for our returning team in 2017 to finally win that tournament. So in 2017, we actually finished as the four seed, but we won the tournament. So, but the, the key is that our leaders on that team conveyed to the rest of the team and particularly to the freshmen who were just coming in, how important it was to, to, to you know, to slay that demon, to, 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 you know, to win that tournament. That's what's been eluding us for so long. And we hadn't won it as a program since 2008. So it was really that drive that the seniors had, you felt it all the way through the entire team. And so that's where we're not getting, we're not, we're not sewn together. That message is not all through in all the classes. Like, I don't know that the youngest players understand the drive that the oldest players have and why they want to win. So that's where, again, you look at the coaches first, where, where are we, are we not doing enough mental work? Are we not, you know, are we talking too much about the championships? Are we not talking enough about the championships? Like I said earlier, are we looking past? That important step like where where are we first of all starting our message wrong and we did have some rallying cries that we thought were effective um but the players admittedly said look there there isn't a hundred percent buy-in and it's not that there's people who I, I think that the people don't don't realize they're not bought in they're, it just hasn't been shown to them enough what it does look like to be bought in um and uh and so that's, yeah, that, that, that's a big one to work on. And that's where, like I said, that's where you have to have hard conversations. Um, mm. And that's where, you know, team conversations might come in. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, what is your goal as an individual player? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear those combos. <laughs> what, so if you could like paint a picture of the perfect mm -hmm. example of the the team that's that's driven and they want it and they they put in the work but they're also having fun and loving it like you know that zone what does that look like for you well i mean i think you know ultimately i mean in all the years i've been coaching and i mean it's been a long, long time you know different levels and i think you know there's always when you're a young coach or at least when i was a young coach i adopted other people's philosophies and one of the things that i always tripped up on in interviews whenever I was going to the next level, whether it be a JV high school job or a varsity high school job or when I was interviewing for college, is what is your coaching philosophy? And, um, you know, I, I want my team to have fun. But the fun is in, it's not just about laughs in the dugout and goofing off and jokes on the bus and all that kind of stuff. Like, that stuff's great. But that can happen regardless. You can, you can be, you know, you can go tubing or you know, go to the water park or something like that and have that kind of fun. You know, there's a reason you're playing softball because you're a competitor. And the fun is in working as hard as you can and achieving a goal. There's a reason that the group of kids, sorry, young women, uh, you know, that I won in 2017. <laughs> they're kids to me, obviously, you know, they're-, they're It's like an endearing stuff. term, like my girls, my kids. <laughs> right, my, and that's how I see them, but yeah. Um, but that, the reason that group, um, is so bonded in that 2017 group is because they did go through the exhaustion of fighting as hard as they can to accomplish a goal and accomplishing it. 
And that's a memory that we even said it that day in the huddle afterward. We will all remember this day for the rest of our lives. And we will all be bonded together no matter what because of this, this moment, because everything we had been doing was this culmination. It culminated in that one moment, that championship, just that, that just joy. And, and if you see the video of the celebration, it's joy, but it's exhaustion. Like you see, yeah. like everybody runs in and they're jumping up and down. And then you see three or four of them just bend over, hands <laughs> yeah. on the knees, you know, just like, you know, like my expression is my hands are on my head. Like all these postures that are showing just physical exhaustion and just trying to catch your breath in this moment of just relief and joy. And that's to me, that's, you know, that's the goal. I'll always, you know, I, you know, my kids, Every year, there's success. I mean, you know, I have a, a young woman yesterday who was just named for second year in a row as a, um, a COSIDA academic All-American. I mean, that's huge. She's going on. She's already started her, her master's degree. Like, the things that they do off the field, and those accomplishments are always the ultimate goal. You know, the grade point average, and like I said, you know, our, our APR is outstanding, and the community service we do, we do, all of that is incredibly important. And that's always going to be the most rewarding. But seeing them accomplish a goal, like winning a championship, um, that's my philosophy. If I could just take a picture of that celebration the next time I have to interview, you know, hopefully I don't ever have to interview again, but the next <laughs> time, and just to hand them that picture and say, this is a culmination of everything. This is all the hard work. This is the joy. This is the celebration. This is... This even has to do with what happens in the classroom and the bonding that comes from doing community service and all these different things. And that's my philosophy, to, to, to work hard and the fun being knowing that you just gave everything you can give and you worked as hard as you can and you accomplished your goal. Um, you know, to me, that's... That's what we work for every day. And if you're not putting that amount of effort in, then the payoff isn't as good. Nope. You know, if you can if you can trip your way into winning a championship, you're not going to appreciate it as much. You're going to know if you're not playing your best. You know, that's why, you know, little moments of, you know, when you do beat, you know, some of the power five teams or, or you have those big moments, you know, those are little moments of, of, hard work paying off. A lot of times they're individual moments. Um, hopefully they're these, these team moments. But like in, in 2018, 20, no, 2019, we went down to Baylor. So we lost to Baylor in the NCAA regionals in 2017, one to nothing on an error. And we loaded the bases in the seventh and we couldn't, couldn't get a run in. And so that was frustrating. That one always just kind of sticks with us because they ended up going to the World Series that year. So, we went back there in 2019 and we beat them. And then early, you know, early in the day, the morning game. And I got all sorts of texts from our 2017 team. You know, yeah, you got them. You know, this, I mean, they were just so still invested. And then yeah. we beat them again later that day. And so like good. just that moment was just that was huge. And that was a great team moment because we knew that we could be a program at that level and, and you know, whole heart that part of the pays off. So it's about sustaining that. That's what the tough thing is. And I think a lot of it also, when you are trying to fight that demon or, you know, um, slay that demon of, of winning a tournament that's been so elusive, your goal is incredibly clear. 
you understand just same as I use the example with Ohio University that goal they had in 2018 was so clear we need to beat Kent State and we need to win the championship to prove that we should have won it last year that was I don't know this for a fact but my guess is that was their motivation when it's that clear cut it's a lot easier to get everybody to buy into so it's 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 about finding you know what is it that is that hunger um and when we have a sport that's a team sport but there's also so much individual success in it batting averages and you know those different things that are individual you know how do you get everybody fighting for that same goal like that's the truth mm -hmm. oh so good so like even as we talk like i i I can hear the drive in your voice. I can hear the passion. Like you're excited about it. I'm excited for you. Now I want to like be in your dugout with you. <laughs> so I know you'll formulate your plan for those conversations with the girls, but if you could paint a picture for other coaches listening of like what this is going to look like for you, how are you going to approach this upcoming season to show them that passion and the drive to work hard and put in the work and celebrate those wins. How are you going to do this upcoming year and your staff? Well, I think, you know, it's funny when I listen to some of my alumni talk and even just the conversations that I had with the seniors the last year, when they talk about their memories, um, you know, I try to evolve as a coach and my hope is, you know, when I watch the best coaches, when I watch Murph, when I watch Hutch, when I watch Margot Yonker um, up at Central, those coaches all, evolved you know in the time that i got to watch them and in, in, in the case of hutch and and margo i got to watch them a little more up close because i played against them more often mm -hmm. and i would catch myself especially when we would play michigan when i was at eastern and a couple times we played them when i was at Kent. i would watch i would find myself watching hutch a lot you know just watching her man mannerisms and and then you know we'll do that when we're playing like lsu or or other team you know i'd really pay attention to how other coaches coach and the one the best coaches evolve. They're not going to do everything the same every year. They continue to grow. And that's my goal is to try to continue to grow every year. And sometimes, you know, I tell my team, two steps up and one step back is still progress. And there's definitely times where I've taken a step back, but, you know, before we really sure. know, get into this, I was talking about my time in North Dakota, which, which I learned a lot, but it was, you know, I also, you know, there, there were definitely some failures. And we talk about, with our team about failing and, and getting better. So, you know, and the lessons you learn from that. So in examining the last three years, I have to look in the mirror first and say, okay, why have we, by our standards, why have we failed, um, you know, and not achieved an ultimate team goal? We've had, again, some, some really good victories as a team. We've had, you know, incredible individual successes. We had an All-American, first team All-American for the first time. Um, we had, um, we've had three years in a row we've had the player of the year last year we had the player freshman and pitcher of the year like we've had some you know and like i talked about the great point and all that stuff so by any you know standard you you really want to look at this is a successful program and being the head coach i get a lot of the outside credit for that but i still look at the fact that we haven't won a team championship since 2017 as a failure so that's where I have to start is, is where do I need to get better? So um, I think, and anyway, so back to the beginning where I've, I've been talking to former players, you know, recent alumni and you know, even the ones that are just graduating. And I've, I've, I've relaxed 
it, what I'm hearing is that I've relaxed. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, and, and some of that is societal, you know, some of that is, you know, you read stories about coaches that get in trouble and it's, you know, they run their kids too much or they're yelling at their kids or they made a comment and, and you stop and you say, okay, you know, how far is that removed from something I might've done 10 years ago or, you know, because, you know, we have evolved. And I think, you know, a lot of the things that we've done in the past that were well-intentioned have been eliminated probably for good reason. Um, but other things where, you know, you know, we've, we've probably powered down and we've maybe gone too far. I don't even want to say we, I just simply want to say me. And I, and I think where, where now there's maybe a lack of accountability. So part of it is not accountability on my end, but holding players accountable, people accountable for what mm -hmm. teams, you know, people expect from them. So I think that that's going to be part of the hard conversations that we have. Um, and it's going to start, so your question is, you know, what's it going to look like? It, it's going to start with hard conversations with our captains and getting honest answers from them and, and hoping that they're giving us honest answers. And it's also going to press them to get honest answers. You know, they want to get honest answers from me, but I want to get, I want them to reflect on the things that I can do better, but I also want them to reflect on themselves. Where, where did you fall short? Where did you fail? If I can admit here, I failed here, I failed here, I failed here. Hopefully that sets an example for them to say yes. And I failed here. I didn't. I didn't do the workouts I should have been doing. I wasn't modeling the right behavior. Or I was doing it, but I know these three people weren't doing it, and I wasn't doing anything to hold them accountable. Like right. those are the conversations I think we need to have right out of the gate. And it's not a, a witch hunt, and it's not going to be. You know, this is. We have to make sure it's being framed in a way that says, "Look, we are falling short of what we're capable of doing," and that that's not okay for any of us. Because that, that's the opposite feeling of that celebration after you fought to win a championship. The falling short and you know you didn't do enough. It's one thing if you fall short because somebody made some spectacular catch and there, you could still have some pride and man, we gave everything and it just wasn't our day. But when you fall short and you know that team you fell short to Talent-wise, is not a better team. They just outworked you. That's that's the opposite feeling. That is about as low a feeling as you could get. And as far as the sports world goes, so that's where we want to have those hard conversations now. And hopefully, that translates to the work that needs to be done in the summertime when we don't have any connection with them. And then when we get back in the fall, um, we're going to start again with. Hey, here's the hard conversation. So that's that's the talking part. Of it. Then it's going to be okay. But what example are we going to set? And it's going to be now having conversations with my staff. What tone are we setting at practice every day? Um, you know, and I'm a big. I don't like standing around. I you know I want a lot of good energy. You know, but I also want when they walk out of there to have a good physical and mental exhaustion. I want them to have forgotten completely about the stress at school forgotten completely about the stress of their social interactions or, you know, what, you know, one of the problems they might be having in life and just focused on their, their happy place, softball. This is their yes. release from the rest of the day, exhaust them mentally and physically so that when they're done, they can walk out of there. And now they got, they just, they have just that complete clean slate and they can go, okay, now I can go tap on that assignment or go do study tables or whatever it is I need to do. So, so that's going to be part of it too, is us setting the proper tone 
at practice. I'm excited about having captains this year because, um, you know, I think I think it's a good challenge for them, and I I like to set the bar high for players and have them strive for it. I think that there have been times in the past couple of years where I haven't done that enough, where you put people in a situation that appears to be above them, but they have to rise to it because most times they will. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited for this. And the way you're going about it, I think is so exciting because you're giving them ownership of it. So I'm glad that you get to talk to them now and then they get to run with it through summer. I think the one positive thing from COVID <laughs> was it, it forced them into some perspective of how much we actually like <laughs> practice and being pushed and all of the things piling on and being busy. Um, so I'm excited to see you and your team well, run with it this year. I, I appreciate that. I think, I think another thing that has been a positive from this um, other than the obvious, you know, tragic part of it. But I think that it's kind of maybe made us all stop and say, okay, you know, what what do we really need in order to continue to be athletes? And, and what I mean by that is what's important and what's not. And I think sometimes we get too wrapped up in the material things mm-hmm. being what we're about you know, I'm a, I'm a Kent State softball player because I have this sweatshirt and this bad, you know, this BP and this, you know, um, you know, this many t-shirts and this many pairs of shorts and whatever. And that's, and, and I blame us for that. Not, not necessarily the players, although it's easy for them to buy into it. Mm-hmm. We yeah. try so hard to keep up with other teams by material things. And to me, that's, that's irrelevant. First of all, we're never going to out, power five, the power five, <laughs> yeah. they're always going to have the better facilities. They're going to have the better, you know, uh, equipment. They're going to have all the gear. Um, and that's okay. That's not what defines what we're doing. What really is important is what's happening on the field. And I think that's where perspective has come in. It's easy for us to stop and say, well, why does so-and-so have this? Or why does so-and-so, or why don't we get another one of these? And we can get caught up in those things. And I think every one of our players right now would be like, I, I don't care if you ever buy me another t-shirt for practice. You know, I'll practice in an old high school t-shirt. I just want to go play softball. And uh, which is not to imply that the team is greedy. It's to say that we've right. gone maybe too far the other way where we've made it about all this stuff as opposed to, look, let's get on the field. Let's play. And, uh, and so I think everybody's going to be hungry to get out there and play a little bit. We were supposed to, our, our first trip, this, well, not, not our first trip, the trip that got canceled, um, right, mm-hmm. you know, right as this was, everything was getting canceled, was our trip to Oklahoma, which is, you know, a bummer because we, you know, ah. but originally that was supposed to be a trip to Montana. And I was really excited about the trip to Montana because I'd never been and I was wanting to go. And some of my players were giving me grief, coach, it's going to be ridiculous and cold there. But no, you know, they averaged like 50s that time of year you know, in March or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and so um, we ended up, uh, the, the other team, there's supposed to be a three-team round robin and the other team had dropped out. And so we ended up, you know, switching it to the Oklahoma trip. So we, we ended up not canceling it. But one of my players, you know, kept kind of you know, reminding me of, you know, oh, we were supposed to be in Montana, you know, whatever. So as that weekend was approaching, it turned out that the weather in Montana was really cold. It ended up being like in the 20s. <laughs> and so I texted her that Saturday and we would have played. And I said, well, you were right. It would have been 20s. We probably wouldn't even have played. 
And she responded to me, Coach, I'd, I'd have played in 20 degrees today. Oh, I love yeah, just, just They just want to play. So, so I think that's sometimes that's, you know, life itself reminds mm. us of, you know, maybe we're taking what we're able to do for granted a little bit. Um, you know, because the first time we're able to step on that field and hit some ground ball, you know, everybody's going to be wiping away tears, I'm pretty sure. Oh, for sure. That is it for today. Thank you for checking out the podcast if it's your first time listening in. And thank you for your continued time if you're a return listener. We always strive to bring on great guests and discuss important topics for helping us all improve at coaching the mental game. Speaking of, the new way we help passionate, dedicated coaches like yourself build confident, competitive teams is through our virtual boot camps. We've got two coming up in mid to late August, and we'd love for you to join. More details will be available soon, but I'm very excited to announce our special guests. For Alicia's player boot camp, we're finalizing details with the Natasha Watley. And for my coach's boot camp, we're bringing in the Patrick Murphy. I cannot wait for you and your players to learn from these softball royalty. So to be one of the first to receive info on when the doors open and what to expect, join the waitlist at mentalsweetspot.com forward slash bootcamps. That's plural, bootcamp with an S. So thank you again for joining us today. Hope to see you in the bootcamps and have a good one.